Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. Hey there, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode of Three Spooked Girls. It's your girl, Jessica, and as always, I am joined by my favorite person, Tara. Aw, hi, spooksters. And this week, we're coming at you with a fun episode about a haunted, I guess it's a haunted location, tourist attraction. What I was going to call it, but possibly give it away. <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell them in a second anyway. True. I was going to say a ghost ship. (laughs) Ooh. Yes. So we're going to talk about the Queen Mary. And you're going to find all about that in just a few. But as always, we got to start with the business and then our drinks. You know, the basics. Mm -hmm. So as always, you can find our information in our link tree down below. It has links to our website, merch store, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that down there. And then if you're not a patron, you should be a patron. I'm just going to say that. You can do that by going to, I think there's a link in the link tree, correct? Absolutely. Or you can go to patreon.com slash three spooked girls. Mm-hmm. And as for as little as a dollar, you get to get bonus content each month. So make sure you hit all of that. And if you haven't checked out our merch store lately, we have our new logo on a lot of fun stuff. I accidentally created a wall tapestry. I don't know how the fuck I did it. (laughs) It's under our beach towel thing. That was just because I was trying to amuse myself. And I was like, someone might want a beach towel. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I kind of want a beach towel. Right? After I saw it, I was like, that's not a bad idea. No, I like it. And I'm getting ready for my trip, so there might be beaches involved, depending on how cold it is, so. (laughs) Very, very true. So make sure you check it out. And if you love, and I'm going to just say this about myself. If you have listened to a few episodes and you were like, what the fuck is wrong with Jessica's sound? It is because I set my recording up in a different way. And basically what I was doing was projecting into open air. And it was causing an echo. Mm-hmm. So we fixed it. <laughs> yes. So you might have noticed on uh, yeah. the 10K bonus episode and then probably all this month so far, we're sounding, a, I would say, a little better, but I mean a lot better. So yay us. <laughs> yeah. We're sounding fantastic. So now I've got it set up to where the sound isn't just dissipating into fucking nothingness. <laughs> so um, it's made Tara's job a lot better. But if you love it and you want to support Tara in her editing life, go check out our merch store because her logo is now on some of our merchandise. Aw, thanks. It's really cool. I was excited mm-hmm. about it. I mean, not just because I made it, but <laughs> I surprised her one day and was just like, here, mm-hmm. this is for you. I was so pumped. <laughs> okay, so let's get down to talking about drinks. What are you drinking? 
Well, I wanted something beachy, but I was too lazy to make like a real cocktail. I mean, whatever. So, you know, <laughs> so I have some of my boxed rosé chillin' here still. So I made it a little fancy. Mm-hmm. I found like a, I don't know if you want to call it a wine spritz or whatever. I'll read you my version of it from the recipe and then I'll tell you like what I, what else there is. So it's six ounces of the rosé, mm-hmm. two ounces of limeade, and an ounce of ginger ale. And I skipped the vodka because I'm more of a wine person than liquor. But it says you can also add an ounce of cherry vodka to it. But a ship, ocean, kind of something a little different. Ooh. <laughs> you know. I like it. Thanks. I like it. What's our theme drink for the week? So this week, we are going with a 1930s theme because that's when the Queen Mary was made and said voyage. And um, because lately, Tara and I have been talking, I don't know why, we're just, I, we've been talking about Harry Potter a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And so I saw this and I was like, fuck yeah, I'm a Gryffindor. <laughs> it's called The Lion's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Right. So, and here's the other reason. A lot of the drinks from the 1930s had fucking egg whites in them. Oh, that's weird. And I'm not down to die of salmonella poisoning. No. No thanks. Or, yeah, is it salmonella that's in eggs? Yes. Yeah. E. coli is in like... Ground beef? No. No. E. coli is <laughs> in... No, because you get E. coli from things that have gotten poop on it. Oh, ew. Okay. I'm not a scientist, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I feel like I've had this conversation recently and I don't know who and who. I Oh, my mother-in-law. My mm. sister-in-law and I were like, no, this is how you get E. coli. <laughs> this is great. Okay. I'm not about getting salmonella from the eggs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't want to. That's just gross. I don't want to do that. So to make a lion's tail, and of course, check out the Pinterest. It's going to be there. We'll put it up for you guys on the socials. Mm-hmm. You need Jim Bean. St. Elizabeth's all-spiced ram, lemon juice, and it says to be fresh, simple syrup, bitters, and an orange twist. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And I like it because, you know, I'm a Gryffindor. There you go. And I needed a cocktail that was going to um, not only represent that, but represent the 1930s. Perfect. Sounds like it worked out great then. <laughs> yes. I was excited for it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get right in and normally like how this works is that like Tara would start, but I did the history on it. So you get to listen to me more. Yay. (laughs) Don't everyone leave right now. Jeez. Inserting applause. You're welcome. Aw, loves you. (laughs) Okay, let's get down to business. And we're not defeating the Huns right now. (laughs) Every time, like seriously, I have a... I have to have committee meetings for my work. And every time I'm like, okay, let's get down to business. And in the back of my head, I'm like, do defeat the Huns. <laughs> now I want to watch that. <laughs> right. I'm not. It's on Netflix. I'm not an adult. Can I sidebar you before you start real quick? Of course. Did you see that the articles for the Disney streaming service got announced? <gasps> it did not. It's only going to be $6.99 a month. <gasps> Fuck yeah. Yeah. Could be your guys' anniversary present because uh, it doesn't come out till November, but still, I'm super pumped. I think the first year is paper. Well. Does it count if I give the money? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> or, you know, fake paper because it's electronic. Mm-hmm. Anyways, history. Let's get into this. So. The Queen Mary. It was ordered on April 3rd, 1929 by John Brown and Company. 
and then it started being built on December 1st of 1930. And it was in Scotland. There's like a huge um, like shipyard that they built all the ships a lot in there. And so it was in yard 534. So for the longest time, it was called like boat 534. It made its maiden voyage on May 27th, 1936. It did a lot of really cool things, but I'm going to come at you with some stats and then we're going to like talk about the maiden voyage and then the decor and all that fun jazz and even how it was part of World War II. Ooh, yes. Perfect. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the ship length overall is 1,019 feet. Beam, which I was like, when I was doing the research, I asked Thomas, I'm like, what the fuck is a beam? Like, like a pole down the middle of the mm-hmm. ship? Like, I haven't seen one of those, like, since, you know, right. Viking times. But he said no, because he Googled it. And it's the beam. It's considered the widest part of the boat at the waterline. Okay, that makes sense. I get what you're saying. Right. And that was 118 feet across. Wow. Right. Hmm. The height was 181 feet and it had 12 decks. Fancy. Mm-hmm. For the time, totally. Right. It had four Parsons single reduction geared steam turbines. Its average speed while in service was 28.5 knots per hour, or, you know, for the rest of the world, 52.8 kilometers per hour, or for us Americans who can't get the metric system that'd be 32.8 miles per hour oh wow okay the fastest it was ever clocked was 33 knots per hour or 61 kilometers per hour or 38 miles per hour for a boat that big that's not bad right and then i'll go into some other speeds a little later but the capacity was 2139 passengers 2139 passengers it had room for 776 first class, 784 cabin class, and 529 tourist class. So it'd be like first, second, and third class. And it could hold 1,101 crew members. Wow. Why 1,101? Who the fuck knows? They just got to be different. Right? <laughs> Fucking A. So, like I said earlier, its maiden voyage was on May 27th, 1936. It was commanded by Sir Edgar T. Britton, and it went from Southampton, England, to New York City. The decor was Art Deco, but I was reading about it, and they were like, apparently everyone looked at all the decor and went, wow, this isn't flashy enough. Wow. Entitled much? (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I think it was because, like, the Queen Elizabeth that came out later and a lot of the French liners that were coming out at the time were, like, fucking razzle-dazzle. Mm. And um, it wasn't. So even though that the maiden voyage was in May of 1936, it was first launched and christened the Queen Mary on September 26, 1934. So there was, like, a year and a half where it just didn't do much. Whoops. Right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So it had its maiden voyage in 1936. And the really cool thing is that there was this thing called the Blue Riband. And it was this like accolade. And it was like an unofficial thing. Right. And what it was was that it was 
an unofficial accolade for the fastest single haul passenger liner crossing the Atlantic in a regular service with record speed in a westbound direction. So against the Gulf Stream. So it was only, what, three months old. Little baby. It won this accolade. It lost it for a short time in 1937, but it ended up winning it back again in 1938 because it got new propellers. <laughs> uh-huh. I know about those propellers. I have a feeling you're telling me scary stories with those propellers. E maybe. <laughs> okay. So when it won it in 1936, basically its speed on average was 34.68 miles per hour. Which is pretty fast. Yeah. And then when it won it, and that was in the westbound direction. So that's against the Gulf Stream. And so when it was going eastbound, it was 35.25 miles per hour. And then that's what that's when it first broke it. And then when it rebroke it in 1938, westward, it was going 35.66 miles per hour. And then eastbound, it was going 36.47 miles per hour. Now, keep in mind that today, the average cruise liner only goes 23 miles an hour. Oh, all right. Hmm. I think it probably like today, like not very many people take cruise ships to get around. True. You know, like we when you go on a cruise ship, it's a vacation. It's like a floating hotel vacation. Like it's all in. It's like a resort that you go and you stay on a few days and then, you know, you go see some sites and whatnot. Like I had to explain what a cruise ship was. They're not fucking stupid. I'm sorry, spooksters. That was rude of my ass. (laughs) Right? Like me over here. Like, you don't know what cruise ships are. (laughs) Fucking forgive me. I'm sorry, people. But I think back then, like ships were like how you got to Europe. Mm -hmm. Like the Titanic. Yeah, but that's not how you got. That's not how you get back from Europe. Mm -mm. That's how you get how you die that's how you find an iceberg and die yeah (laughs) (laughs) which is the queen mary bigger than the titanic do you know i mean i can ask google yeah because okay because like on my side of things i of course watched buzzfeed unsolved and they said it was but i didn't know if that was like real so the queen mary yeah, is like over 160 square feet or, or feet longer because the Titanic was 822 feet and Queen Mary was uh 1,019 feet. Yeah, it was a lot bigger. Gotcha. It's not that much taller. It's only like six feet taller, the Queen Mary is, but it is was slower than the Titanic. But here's a weird thing. The Titanic is smaller, but it could hold more passengers. Weird. But they took less crew. Yeah, I was going to say... That, oh, that would make yeah. sense. So, like, the Titanic could hold um, 2,400, pe- a little over 2,400 people, but it only took 892 crews mm-hmm. members. And, like we learned earlier, Queen Mary could hold 2,139 and took 1,101 crews members, crew members. I don't know why I'm saying crews, like, crews members. That's not right. Mm-hmm. Funny thing is, is it doesn't fucking tell you how many lifeboats they had, like, they just didn't know. I guess they don't know that. But it's like mm. clearly it says twenty <laughs> for Titanic. We all know that was totally enough, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I really feel like just side note and speaksters, please go on our Instagram or our Facebook or Twitter and answer this question for me. Do you think that if a woman was running the evacuation for the Titanic, we would have had a lot more lives saved? 
Tara's like, yeah. Yes. Because, like, they let men get in charge, <laughs> and they were like, oh, okay, uh, no one's coming? Lower the boat. It's like, no, like, single fire, let's do this. As many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Dum-dums. Sorry. I shouldn't say that because people lost their lives. Like Jack, because that bitch couldn't share the fucking door. Nope. She just needed it for herself. I feel like that's a trigger for every millennial. Right? <laughs> like, to this, like, I have never met a person who was like, no, but actually, I mean, I think they did it on Mythbusters or something like that. And mm-hmm. they were like, and she wouldn't let him go. Like, I think this is the bigger trigger. She wouldn't let his ass go find another piece of, like, debris to hang on to. Like, no. why do you got to be so selfish? Hold me this whole time. Hold my hand and die. And die. And then, like, I'm going to fall asleep, and then I'm going to wake up, and he's going to be dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyways, back to the Queen <laughs> Mary. Okay, so what it had, it has two indoor swimming pools. It has a couple beauty salons, a couple libraries, three, ch- like, children's nurseries, one for each class, a music studio, a lecture hall, telephone connectivity that could reach the entire world. Wow. An outdoor paddle tennis court. I don't know what paddle tennis is. Ping pong. I thought it was table tennis. Wait, what? It not that what you said? No, paddle tennis. Oh. I was just thinking because that's what it's called. It's a paddle. What is a paddle tennis court? Let's see. Oh, it's just fucking regular tennis. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> Why you got to confuse me, people? So it, had, it has an outdoor paddle tennis court. It had dog kennels. So you could take your little lovely furry baby with you. The large main dining hall was three stories. So it was huge. Yeah. The second class or the cabin or the second class had their own pool and it was two stories tall. It was actually the first ocean liner to have a Jewish prayer room. Oh, okay. Well, because you think about it, like it launched in 1936. World War II had already begun. There was the whole Nazi Germany thing. They probably were like, we're not a part of that. So you're welcome here. Yeah. Gotcha. Being inclusive. I like Very. it. They're ahead of their time. So then it had a veranda grill, which was an exclusive a la carte restaurant and could hold up to 80 people. It also had an observation bar. But speaking of World War II, in late August of 1939, the Queen Mary actually had to be escorted back to Southampton because of all of the the chaos from the war. It then went back to New York where it stayed in port. And then in March of 1940, it went to Australia, Sydney to be specific, to be fitted to become a troop ship. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. When they read, when they fitted it for that, they took out six miles of carpet, 220 sets of china, crystal, silverware. They took out a shit ton of tappery, tapperies, tapestries. Come on, Jessica. Someone drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they took out a ton of tapper. Fuck that word. Tapestries. Damn it. (laughs) Drink twice. And they removed a ton of paintings. They also painted it gray and nicknamed it the Gray Ghost. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. Fitting. It carried up to about 15,000 people. In fact, I think the largest it ever held was like 15,704, which is a shit ton of people. And it's Mm -hmm. like that was the average. 15,000 was like the average amount of troops plus all of the... um, the crew it took to man it. So the Queen Mary accidentally, and it was October 2nd, 1942, accidentally sank one of its escort ships. And you guys all know how, like, all that time I have issues saying the name of that fucking thing. Here it is. Curacao. Curacao. So it's pronounced Curacao, which Curacao. 
Curacao. Curacao. Curacao. I listened to that like 12 times <laughs> in like the last couple minutes. So it's fine. So the ship was called the HMS Curacao and it was essentially, it got cut in half because the orders around that now called the Grey Ghost, but the Queen Mary, was that it was not to stop because of all um, the U-boats, the German U-boats. So they were like, no matter what, don't stop. And this boat got in the way and they cut it in half and they lost 239 lives. This is one of those times where I think they were like the fucking greater good type shit, like 15,000 men or 239 men. So they had been ordered not to stop. So then... A little later, the war ended and it had to be retrofitted back. So it went to France and sat there. And from 1946 to 1947, it turned back into a cruise liner. Hmm. Some other really fun things it did was on January 1st, 1949, it ran aground. Oh, okay. Where the fuck was drinking and driving at that time? Yank his boating license. Right? <laughs> how does that happen? Right. It's a huge ass cruise liner. Like, how did you go? Oh, that that's not land. I'm assuming it was just like there was like a high or like a bar or something, sandbar or something. Yeah. Uh, but it was okay. And it went out again the next day. I think they just like brought it into port and checked it out and then mm-hmm. sent it back out again. So then it stayed in commission until 1967. And, you know, this was the time where like, Kind of the 40s, 50s. That's when like airplanes were becoming a thing. People started traveling. And so and then the mid 60s is really when it took off. So um, cruise ships became irrelevant. And also it was getting older at this point in time. It was like 30 years old. It got moved once it was decommissioned. It got moved to Long Beach. And Mm -hmm. um, for a while it was actually stored near the h4 hercules plane the howard hughes plane it was there for a while and during that time it was retrofitted into a museum and a hotel and an events facility Uh uh-huh on may 8th 1971 it became a tourist attraction the doors opened on november 2nd 1972 um it became the psa hotel queen mary and it opened with the initial 150 rooms and just a little while later it opened with i should say in 1974 it opened with 400 rooms it's a lot at one point in time disney was trying to turn it into disney sea which i i didn't go too far down that rabbit trail because then i got sad but in a way i'm happy because they ditched that project so they could build california adventure yay which we love right which because that was like in the 90s and i was like damn like it took them a long time but then i was like california adventure had opened in the early 2000s yeah so i would say like probably what roughly 10 years after they ditched that that's not that bad for no if you think about it how big that amusement park is yes and no like just side note like everyone is like disneyland is huge but like it's you can literally walk across it and like less than 10 minutes this is true i just feel like for all the like the details and stuff that goes into disney oh, yeah. you know what i mean that is one of the things i will give them it is they don't just like when disney does something i was where was it? i think it was on like the pirates ride or no the little mermaid ride and i was there and i was like there's just like this space mm-hmm. oh no it was pirates and it was like i was like no one can see that really but i was looking Because I just went to Disneyland by myself. So I really started looking at the detail. And I was like, there's shit way back there that they could have just like not lit up. Mm -hmm. And been like, done. But they just, they do everything. They think of everything. So 
I am a fan of theirs. I don't know if anyone knows that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jessica, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. So um, now I'm going to give it over to you <laughs> to talk about the ghostiness of it. Yes. I got all kinds of fun little tidbits here for us. I don't think it's really any surprise that there's a ton of paranormal activity here, especially even if you just go based off of the little Curacao. I had to think for a second. Curacao. Shipwreck. Curacao. Crash, whatever you want to call that, mm-hmm. you know? I'm not surprised that there's a fuck ton of activity here. Like, if you just go into YouTube and type in Queen Mary, you will get so much shit. I tried really hard not to because I did because I was trying to when I was doing my history research mm-hmm. it really frustrated because it weren't like anything like the history channel mm-hmm. like the Queen Mary I couldn't find any of that it was all like you know BuzzFeed and you didn't watch it no because it's like I like to hear it from you oh okay no problem all right cool that was kind of a question I had if you watched that or the Shane Dawson one because those were my two faves that I watched you know I love me some Shane Dawson mm-hmm. so I mean like in the past, you've probably watched it. So once I start talking about that at the end, you'll probably be like, oh, yeah. I probably haven't. Sometimes a bad YouTube Nah, it's all good. So I kind of picked out a few of the top, like, honestly, the whole boat has activity everywhere. But I kind of picked out, like, the most popular things and places on the boat. And then I also, at the end, uh, mm-hmm. like I said, I, ha- I watched this Shane Dawson videos and then the BuzzFeed Unsolved. And then there's a couple little extra extra haunts for us here. So the most popular one is room B340. Now, there's a little, uh, a little riff with the history with this suite. It's now a suite. It was, like, a just a couple rooms. It got put together after the remodel so the story with this suite i'm not gonna call it a room it's a suite apparently back in the 60s like in that one of those last like cruises they did before it was docked a man Mm. went fucking crazy and murdered two women and that's not something you're gonna hide on a boat yeah they're gonna find your ass yes and at this time B340 was still separate. It wasn't a suite, like I said. So there was like three rooms. Mm-hmm. It was B222, 224, and 226. They're not, they can't really confirm like which one he was in and all the articles and stuff I read. But long story short, after he murdered them, mm-hmm. he stayed in there and he he like barricaded himself in. And of course, they had like a guard standing right outside. So if he tried to like, you know, go hide somewhere else on the ship or go kill more people, they could get him, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, a little while later, he started pounding on the door, panicking, saying someone was in there with him and trying to kill him, which the other two people in there with him are dead. The guard ignored him, thinking it was just, like, just that, an excuse to get out. So after a while, the passenger just, like, quieted down, and then the guard was just like, eh, he probably went to sleep or something. Mm -hmm. So the next day, the ship arrived to New York, and the crew went ahead and contacted the NYPD to get them, you know, to, like, get him. And when they opened the door, they were in for quite a surprise. They found him, but he had been ripped apart and all his insides and his limbs were scattered across the fucking room. Um, what? Yes. Like, pulled apart. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Something he could not have done to himself. So, with the next sailing, there was... That's kind of when the paranormal reports started coming from this room. Because this is, like, one of the 
biggest rooms. People specifically get this suite so they can have experiences now. When it was docked, like you said, in 1967, those rooms were combined into what is now that suite, the B340, and reports still continued. So jump forward to the 1980s, that room was actually closed and people could not book it anymore because it got so bad people would leave in the middle of the night. Oh, wow. Yes. But interesting enough, the ship records show nothing happened. Well, of course not. (laughs) That's just how shit works. Mm-hmm. But after 30 years, this room or suite, whichever you want to call it, it did reopen last year so they could start taking reservations again. They did some remodeling and all kinds of cool stuff with it. Hmm. It actually opened on Friday the 13th. Good for them. Right. See, I like it when someone's like, oh, like they probably could have opened it a lot earlier. Mm-hmm. But they're like, no, I'm going to open and it's going to be good because it's going to be that day. It's like this. Is, I'm really mad at Disney right now because they're not fucking opening Star Wars land on May the 4th. So bad planning Disney. No, they're opening it on like the 31st. The 31st. I mean, what? Right. Like fail. Um, Excuse me. <laughs> right. It's May the 4th be with you. Exactly. For a fucking reason. <laughs> but um, the decor and everything's like soup. Like, I mean, I'm sure you saw pictures of what it looks like now. And if you haven't, you can look on the website for listeners. I know Jessica has. Mm. It's so pretty in there. Like, I don't know. If you didn't know it was haunted, you just think it's like some kind of like cool little fancy ship thing. But, you know, marketing. Here we go. To enhance the scary quota, mm-hmm. as they say. they have a few extras in this suite for you Mm -hmm. when you enter the room there's a ouija board some tarot cards some ghost hunting equipment and electric candles (laughs) and there's more so the (laughs) i like that they're using electric candles they're smart as fuck yes exactly right no fire hazard there good job right they also have the walls there's a bunch of pictures of ghosts and i think this is probably throughout the ship i feel like something i watched it was like somewhere else too they have stories that they've like printed and framed and stuff of guest encounters so that's kind of cool and something i'm not gonna fuck with in the bathroom of this Mm -hmm. room they have the directions for summoning bloody mary printed out and that's apparently between the hairdryer and the little soaps that they put out for you so if you're gonna go that's where it's at um well that's awesome right and you can actually you can still book it now it's plan on being way in advance because you know this books up fast um I bet. yeah it's 499 dollars per night mm-hmm. but they promise it will never be a night you forget <laughs> okay mm-hmm. right i bet there are people who have like rented that room and nothing has happened and they're like heck i spent 500 dollars. god damn it <laughs> all right so my next little area on here is the isolation ward now This is basically where you'd get quarantined when they were still like cruising and stuff. Like if you'd get sick, stuff like that. So that makes sense, right? Because, you know, if you're on a cruise ship, you don't want to give everybody the fucking measles or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. Like that's worst case scenario. But you know what I mean? Like you don't want to spread the flu or anything like that. So I get why they had it. So obviously uh, sick people, people died here, you know, all that shit. And also, if anyone got injured, they'd also, like, take them there, too, because that's, like, where the nurses were and all that good stuff. Oh, so it's kind of like the hospital. Yes, because that's, yeah, that's where they would take them during World War II and stuff like that, too, because, like you said, the troops and all that shit. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then there is a man who haunts there. His name is John Petter. He passed away there. He was brought up from the engine room, and he died in the isolation area. All kinds of fun stuff that happened here. So basically, um, 
you get voices, there's apparition sightings, the whole, not even just here. It does happen a lot here, and I'll kind of get into that when I tell you about like Shane Dawson's video and stuff. People smell things. I know that sounds weird, but they smell things. That's not, not supposed to be there. Like Cinnabons? Cinnabons? I fucking wish. If I'm a ghost, I'm going to either come say at 3 a.m., it's Britney bitch in her voice, because if I'm a ghost, I could probably have autotune built into me. And bring the smell of Cinnabons, because I feel like that'd be delightful. <laughs> I could just imagine, like, people waking up, like, fucking Cinnabons. It's Britney, bitch. Be like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. What is happening? <laughs> I mean, I'm here for it. Right? So all of that interesting stuff. And then also, um, there's a bunch of cold spots there because there's like you know the infirmary and then there's like some areas where there was beds and stuff like that there's a theory that i mean this is like basic paranormal shit so it says like you know the theory is that's like the cold spots are like where the stronger energy is and the entities draw Mm -hmm. energy from the freaky environment because you know most of these people i go there like obviously you're going there to ghost hunt and all that crap so it's like you're already scared so basically, they feed off that. Mm-hmm. And even people have complained about having like random pains in their bodies where they have like chest pain and other stuff. And I know I didn't look at the number, but there's like quite a few people who died from like heart related shit on this ship. So creepy. <laughs> I was over here thinking of like watching. Do you guys know the show A Thousand Ways to Die? Yeah. So, uh, there was an episode and it was a cruise liner and it was like this is how you can die on a cruise liner is because all the toilets are vacuum suction and if you sit on the toilet and flush the toilet which i think there's signs in there that say you shouldn't do that if you create the proper seal it can suck your insides out ew i don't i think i've watched that one yeah i think i've watched that one yeah, so <laughs> when you were like phantom pains and heart attacks and stuff like that, for some reason it was like, and your colon ripped out your <laughs> oh, asshole. Oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> that just what popped into my head. Sorry. That'd be a terrible way to die. Right? Like an embarrassing way to die. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least you're dead and hopefully maybe you won't know. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, but people are going to talk about that. And if you're a ghost and they're like, this is the room where the lady got her... And it was an old lady that this was, you know. Right. Like, she got her uh, colon sucked <laughs> out. Be like, oh, Lord. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to tell you about door number 13. And this is another huge hotspot. It has a number? Yes, it's door number 13. So John Petter, we're going to talk about him real quick. On July 10th of 1966, he was a fireman and he was participating in a drill where the watertight doors were sealed on the ship. Unfortunately for him, he was unable to get out of the doorway in time and he was crushed by the force of the door shutting. <gasps> I saw that shit. Mm-hmm. You guys can't see, but I'm <laughs> like making the motion with the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And since his accident, there's been tons of reports on people seeing John's ghost in that engine room where the door is and then also one sighting in 91 a couple was just you know on a tour and they heard the story of John and then the the husband was like oh John would you like to join us and then him and his wife just like laughed because you know there's fucking around like why would you do that right and and then they went through like the door and then back up the stairs and then guess what they felt like they weren't alone anymore because John's like, okay. Because <laughs> you called him. 
Like, imagine being a ghost and someone, like, doesn't pay attention to you. And then all of a sudden someone says your name. You'd be like, I'm here. It's me. Pick me. Yeah, right. And then the husband said he it felt like something brushed across his face. Mm -hmm. And then the couple didn't think too much of that until they were outside. The wife noticed that the husband had like grease on his face in the spot where he felt it. And uh, (laughs) obviously in an engine room, there's a fuck ton of grease when, you know, like when it was in operation, not now, obviously. Right. Right. But like it's super clean and everything now. So there's like no way in fuck he would have accidentally touched it. And obviously like on your hand like you would have fucking you know what i mean you would have known right right john decided to be like fuck you bitch i like that he's like a frisky ghost yep. he's like hey pretty much well because also like what would get your attention yeah that's true that would just like a brush wouldn't but you know leaving something on you definitely would i mean because like <laughs> let's be really i thought i thought i was being attacked by a ghost yesterday and it turned out a <laughs> fucking spider fell on my head <laughs> oh that's worse <laughs> right i'd be like bring back the ghost no um <laughs> so i was like holy shit something's touching me something's touching me and then it like mm-hmm. fell down and like landed on my like chest ew and there was like this moment of relief like <laughs> oh okay whatever fucking was touching me is gone and then it was like <laughs> Oh shit, there's a spider on your chest. I like flicked it onto my desk and it's like I flicked it hard enough. I killed that fucker. Oh damn. And I was like alone in my office, and I think that our office is haunted because there's often times mm. where like I feel that there's something there. Mm-hmm. And I always want it to be something like I know this sounds weird, but it's I always feel it when I'm alone and we moved into that office the week after my mom died. Oh. I know. And sometimes I'm like, but I mean, still, like, if my mom's a ghost, don't fucking touch me because that's rude. It's scary. (laughs) Like, I love you, mom, but don't touch me. Um, But it was a spider. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, and it wasn't a very big spider. But, like, that fact that, like, my crazy ass is like, oh, it's not a ghost. That I forget that there's, like, a spider on me. (laughs) Our logic's different for most people. It's fine. It's all good. Just a little bit. All good. Okay. So the next little area, this one's not like super, super crazy, but the first class swimming pool has a couple ghosts that hang around. Of course, because those aristocratic bitches had just... Mm -hmm. There is reports of there being two women, two different ones. One is Mm -hmm. described like, I'm assuming by her attire and stuff, of being placed like in the 30s and the other one from the 60s. -hmm. Now, of course, with these deaths, like they're not gonna... They're they're a little iffy on their... uh, record taking but it said that they drowned in the pool and i was kind of like that's kind of like shitty you're in the ocean in a boat and then you drown in a pool that's technically in the ocean <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> i did drown in the pool no i i totally get what you're saying it's a weird it's a weird mm-hmm. concept like yeah it's yeah. like oh i'm sorry and then there's also reports of two children entities one is a young girl she's seen carrying a teddy bear and then there's also a young boy which i believe the boy um fell overboard or something mm. really tragic like that see that's my biggest fear of cruises Mm-hmm. stay away from the edge right because like now they're like 12 stories in the air so if like you're gonna die yeah which is actually probably a slight bit relief 
because you're going to die when you hit the water and not when you get sucked under that bitch. Yeah, because it's like concrete at that point. Yeah. Yikes. But yeah, a lot of paranormal investigators say that this area is kind of like a vortex because that, that's where like a gateway for the spirits to kind of move about the realms and crap because it's just it's so there's so much energy and activity there, I guess. That's a little interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought for that. So the last little area I wanted to talk about was what you mentioned earlier, the propeller. It's now called the propeller room. So it has to do with that incident with that boat. So like you said, you know, they like crashed into it and whatnot. People on that ship either died from the impact of that or the ones that lived and got chucked in the water. They got sucked down under the ship to the propeller and were chopped up. Oh, that's got to be a fucking. Yeah terrifying terrifying way to die right like because you think about the time in which it would take for you to get sucked under you'd probably still be conscious mm-hmm. the first time you hit the propeller and you better hope to god that's the fucking like you right yeah yeah so yeah there's a room where you can see the propeller and all that good stuff there's a lot of energy here which i'm not surprised because even i feel like even if it's not the people who got killed by it like even people who got hit by the ship maybe gravitated towards that i don't know well you think that like that's the spot where they died yeah so like even though that the ship moves it's like that's where they died yeah and then i know water's like a natural conductor of of electricity so then that pulls energy so then that's like people kind of put those two together with like spiritual energy so there's all kinds of creepy shit that happens here. People like, you know, familiar with the boat and stuff say it's basically like residual paranormal activity happens here. People have claims of dizziness, vertigo, and then the feeling of being watched, which ugh, I hate that feeling. But apparently in the water, like where the propeller and mm-hmm. shit is like you can throw coins in there, like make a wish, like that kind of cool stuff. And from an article I read, there was about $1,000 at the bottom of the propeller floor. So they saving up, you know. (laughs) You know, it needs new shoes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But yeah, since that propeller one was kind of like, oh, like really cringeworthy and kind of heavy to think about. I have two little extra haunts that are like going to take me two seconds to tell you guys about. But they were interesting to me. The first one, because I'm glad you brought up World War II. I knew you would. So apparently there is a story that there was a chef on this boat who apparently was not very good at his job. Well, that's got to suck. He cooked some shitty food. (laughs) Well, that didn't work out for him. Mm. He got thrown into an oven and was cooked alive because of it oh my god yeah there's no like super super like hard evidence but i literally read like three articles that mentioned it and watched two or three videos that mentioned it too so most of them said it was like some australian soldiers that got pissed and did that and then there was a couple others that said it was the rest of his crew that decided to do that and i think that one's probably legit because in the kitchen there's a ton of activity too so makes sense because he's fucking pissed you know yeah i mean the fuck sorry that's crazy right fucked up shit they were they were done with that bullshit meatloaf they wanted real food (laughs) which is really funny because like my brother is a he's a corpsman in the navy and so like he's on the Mm. ship and like 
I would ask him, like, what's the food like? And he's like, it go, it like ebbs and flows, not to like, you know, bring a water thing in. Yeah, I'm sure it just depends like who the cook is. You know what I mean? Right. Like whether he gets decent food or shitty food. Like, but God damn, I ain't going to murder you if your food sucks. I'm just going to be a little bit pissed right. off. Like, uh, I don't like the fact that you have like meatloaf seven days a week. Because, I mean, everything is power. It's on a fucking <laughs> ship. Like, what did you expect? Like, because it was a cruise yeah. liner that you were going to get, like, five-star meals? No. Right? You're in the Navy. You're on a Navy budget. <laughs> right? Exactly. Shit. During the war, mm-hmm. some people didn't get meals. Exactly. They should be grateful either way. But nope. Maybe they cooked him to eat him. Who knows? Ugh. Maybe they ran out of meat. Possibility. So like, we already got a reason to kill you because we don't like you, Bob. So fuck off. Also, Bob isn't feeding 15,000 people. No. Like, yeah, it's just not happening. Mm-mm. But, you know, people go crazy. We're so, so cavalier about ca- cannibalism <laughs> now. We're like, meh, they ate Bob. <laughs> a Dahmer. Right? Shit. But I do have one last little ghosty for us and uh it's a little bit more of like a aw so apparently there is a uh pet on the ship it was said in one of the videos i watched uh the shane dawson one that apparently there's a ghost cat that is white with black spots and he roams around the halls awesome yeah you can't really find much about him online but yeah he's seen him and then when he brought him up because he originally saw him in the pool room actually or yeah where the pool is and he brought it up to his other uh-huh. co-workers because it was like when he was doing they're like oh they just kind of laugh and they're like oh yeah that's you know that's normal so besides that okay i'll uh we'll discuss the uh buzzfeed and shane dawson you have any preference on which one first shane okay so that one was the more entertaining one surprisingly I mean, you know, we love the BuzzFeed Unsolved people, but... It's very true, but Mm -hmm. I love me some Shane Dawson. Like, I love a person who is extra in their life. So, they, of course, stayed in that suite I talked about earlier in B340. It was Shane, Garrett, Andrew, of course... Ryland mm-hmm. and Morgan. So the five, all of them went, the squad went to the ship. This And this video is about, a, I think, like a year old. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, it's from last year. It was actually, I think it might have been, it might have been before Morgan moved out there because it was the first time she met Garrett. So it, I don't think she lived out there yet. Um, I think she was just visiting. Got it. Or had just moved there. You know, that whole thing. Anyway, so yeah, they go and then they stay in that suite. And when they're going there, they actually, um, they start talking with, you know, just the employees being like, oh, have you had any experiences here? Like, what can we expect since we're staying the night? All that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, the elevator as well on this ship it has a entity that's pretty popular you will hear like blood curdling screams or a high-pitched scream that's a female voice (laughs) when it's going up and down at night there's actually a printout of a guest encounter there um and it's pretty scary so you can check that out so they actually like yes they are extra and hilarious but they actually took the ghost hunting aspect of this completely seriously and that like made my heart happy because like I know we've talked about like Mm -hmm. when people are just like trying to act silly and antagonize you know what I mean that it's just like disrespectful so you know they took it seriously I'll link both these videos but like it's fucking terrifying so in that room of course they have like those uh wardrobe things that act like closets you know and I don't know I guess like I guess Shane's like really in tune with paranormal stuff with ghosts and stuff like that he (gasps) He would be (laughs) yeah he's like yeah they like me who does 
innocent. Sorry. (laughs) Right? Exactly. Everyone loves Shane. Come on. He went in this closet and he's in there and, you know, they're just like trying to be like, is anybody here? Well, you can hear like a, like a, um, he hears like a, like a nail tapping, like, you know, that kind of thing. Just like super like quiet. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, are you guys fucking with me? Like, whatever. And no, no one's fucking with (laughs) anybody in this video. I will say that. I know sometimes like when they went to that creepy uh, antique store with Graveyard Girl, they were fucking around. But no, this they did not. Right. So literally one by one, they each go in there and they all get the taps. And I'm just like, oh, no, thank you. Well, there's like this opening to like open up more of the suite and stuff like that. Um, It's like a whole nother room and stuff. I <laughs> don't know if it was technically their half or if it was going to be for somebody else. But I'm assuming since it was unlocked, like mm-hmm. they probably just didn't realize, hey, they had all that room too. But, you know, it happens. And they're like looking at stuff and mm. this the fucking bathroom door. Literally, you can see it. It fucking like opens and closes by its fucking self. I'm sorry. No, I'm fucking done. Not happening. Mm-mm. I get a little scared when doors open and close yeah. about them without anyone doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they had all the windows closed, everything. And also multiple times in their rooms, like they had lights turning on and off by themselves. <laughs> so that was fun. And they uh, they checked out the other places I talked mm-hmm. about, too. They checked out the isolation ward and Shane was laying in like one of the bunks and there was some there was tons of things where they picked up voices on EVPs and stuff like that. They got all kinds of stuff. There was crazy. But it was just funny because like their reactions and stuff is very you and I. Like when there's stuff that we don't like, like our first reaction isn't just a scream. We usually say, ew. They, they literally <laughs> did that like a hundred fucking times. And I'm like, oh my God, that's us. So. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Tara and I like, something will be really scary. Like Tara will be like, there's something weird happening outside my house. Like it, this is like, it's more like at my house, something weird's happening outside. And I'll tell her and she'll be like, ew. And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> The actual ghost hunting parts, like there's two videos. It's a two part. So it was interesting to kind of watch and kind of see because most of these places I talked about, they did go through there and there's just all kinds of chilling things that happen. And it's just like, oh, makes me scared about staying there. I don't know. And then they said to like compared to the Stanley Hotel, this place was creepier. We could totally do this place, though, because it's yeah. like a $59 plane ride for mm-hmm. me. Right there. $20 Uber ride. 80 or it was like 90 bucks we got ourselves like a, a vacay exactly exactly and then um i watched the buzzfeed unsolved video mm-hmm. they didn't they had uh some activity going on they didn't have quite as much apparently i can't remember who is who uh i think it was shane one of them they actually stayed there like a like 10 Mm-hmm. Plus, like, this came out, like, a year or two ago. Like, 10 years ago from that. So, like, over a decade ago from when they went again. And when he went... Couldn't get enough. No, no, no. He was, like, terrified to go back. When he went the first time, apparently back then he was a skeptic. And, you know, he went with some friends and stayed the night. And he was just being stupid because he was, like, 18 years old. Just acting like a little dickwad to the ghost. And he was in the bathroom brushing his teeth. And there's like, video because they were videoing all the rooms. And his like toothpaste like just like flips off it looks like someone just like picks it up and throws it like it was creepy but they had a couple things same with like voices and stuff like that they didn't have too too much it was a little less one thing that was like really creepy though was when they were just like you know how they do like their sit down things where they're just like doing their voiceovers Mm -hmm. and talking and stuff 
they were near the kitchen and like a glass like flew off something and broke. And they like stopped and they're like, what the fuck? And then one of the producers was like, yeah, they're like, and we also saw like a shadow earlier, but we didn't want to interrupt you. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) I would have been like, this is a this is a paranormal show. Like, show us. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, really random side note. Do you know who Chelsea Peretti is? Uh Uh-uh. If you watch the show uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. No, I don't, but okay. She's married to Jordan Peele. Okay. Her brother is one of the co-founders of BuzzFeed. Nice. That's interesting. Cool little tie-in. Yeah, Yeah, I was like, what? Because she was on Jack Shepard's podcast, and they were talking about (laughs) it. And he's like, how do your parents feel having two very successful children? (laughs) (laughs) Right? They did good. But yeah, those were my two favorite videos to watch because they're creepy as shit slash funny. So they'll be in the show notes for you guys to check out. And that'll kind of wrap up my little paranormal haunting side of the Queen Mary. So I will go ahead and hand it off to you so we can sign off for tonight. Okie dokie. Thank you for joining us this week. Again, find our link tree down below. Become a patron. At least for a couple months. Try it out. If you don't like it, we won't hate you if you leave. Yeah. There's video content now, so yeah. have fun with that hot mess. If you <laughs> if you thought our 10K podcast was hilarious, you should be a patron, I think, $5 or more because they got the video. And I'm sure there was, mm-hmm. there was bonus content in there, right? Yeah. There was like an extra almost half an hour. So <laughs> you're welcome. And um, d- does it have the recipe thing in it? Yes. I left the recipes in there. There was about... So I won't tell you, we won't go into detail what we mean by recipes, but yes. Gotta become a patron. Become a patron and go see what the fuck we're talking about. (laughs) Yes. And um, do we have anything else we gotta drop on the down low before we leave? I don't think so. So yeah, that's really all we had. It's now May, which is Jessica's birthday month. Yay! I'm excited. This month is going to be fun. Yes, it is. So yeah, really, um, that's all we had for you guys. So if you have any questions, concerns, what have you, feel free to reach out to us. Um, And we'll also be getting ready to gear up for this month's listeners episode. So send us an email. We gotten some cool stories. Threespookedgirls at gmail.com. Yes. Send us over there. Send your stories over there. They can be true crime, paranormal, spooky, weird, whatever you want us to read on the podcast. Yes. Like, I want to throw this out there. If you have true crime, please. And something else I think we mentioned a couple months ago was if you have a paranormal story that isn't spooky, but it's still paranormal, let us know. We don't mind. We want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Just because it's paranormal doesn't mean like, or just yeah. because it's not scary doesn't mean we, I know our name says spooked, but you know. Yeah. Doesn't have to be a horror movie jump scare kind of story. Like anything right. of the, you know, weird and unusual we love to read, so. Mm-hmm. Well, that wraps it up for us. So, bye. Bye, guys. Hi. Welcome to the Booze and Brews podcast. We are the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories, drink thematically appropriate beer, and yeah, do other things. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I don't know. Write something down! (laughs) Why didn't I prepare? 
Hi, everybody. Podcast Mom here from the Booze and Brews Podcast. Tune in every Monday for episodes where we talk about ghosts, we drink thematically appropriate beer, Fancy Tuna says inappropriate things, Podcast Mom yells at everybody, and Engineer Bob. Listen to podcasts on your phone. Listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Woo.